Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, so this is the show where we'll hear clips from the football world and we'll tackle the key questions that are thrown up from them. Mainly this weekend, it's, it's our Liverpool finished, our Leeds United the best team in the world ever. Um, Do you want short answers to those? We'll get to them. Don't spoil the fun now. Um, this is available in your podcast app. It's also on YouTube as well. Look out for Propaganda Extra as well in your podcast feed and on the website if you are a TSB Plus member. Bonus bits of propaganda. And we got so much stuff that was thrown at us in the wake of this. Like Michael was actually forced to do some work. Um, Unbelievable. For, <laughs> for once, compiling clips and audio and putting them all on this sheet and editing them and stuff. So thank thank you for your hard work, Michael. Thank you for doing your job. We appreciate it. <laughs> Dan Morgan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman, as we do propaganda in, in the wake of Liverpool. And we've reshaped this show a little bit, so we didn't just have to talk about football because the football was getting quite heavy going. Then all of a sudden, it's fun again. So the first question we'll tackle then, I mean, you can tackle this in a single word if you want, Michael. Are Liverpool finished? Well, it looks that way, doesn't it? You think so? I, don't, I think it's the only conclusion we can draw is that the, the ancient freaking team uh, are all done, run out of ideas. Uh, let's hear first then from Anfield Road. Fuck you. There we oh. go. Another loss. Another loss. Another loss. Oh, and the first loss at Anfield, the oh. fans. Liverpool, once again, proving to me why they're an awful football oh. club and Liverpool are fucking finished. Oh my God. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? The Anfield. The Anfield. Oh, God. There we go, guys. The Anfield. The Anfield uh, unbeaten run of fans is officially over. Joe Gomez still on the fucking pitch. No subs by clock in terms of that. Awful defending. I told you, we're finished. Two. Losses in a row. Oh my fucking, god! Fucking choke. Fucking terrible football club. Absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible football club. Home to home. Fucking leads. <laughs> there's, there's like three or four of them been shot there, isn't there? In that clip. Yeah, and it is just a, a case of basically enjoying other people's sadness here, isn't it? No subs by Klopp. Made several. How long does that clip like? That's the short version. Does it persist like that for another twenty minutes? <laughs> I mean, they all. Go on for ages. This this is the thing when we win. There's just so much. And when you beat a big six team, as only in particular, some like Liverpool, who do have hundreds of people all doing YouTube channels, for instance. When you do when we play Palace or something, there's like three or four things to look at, most of which don't bother publishing anything for like three or four days. So you get um you get a bit of a, a gap in it. But Liverpool, there's just like just endless amounts of stuff. Yeah, um, the the record that they're talking about, it's um their first top flight home defeat in thirty games. So it was March 2021 that they last but there were no fans in no, there were no fans in but then even that so when did they did lose with fans in was it when was it 2017 or 2017, something 2017 yeah I think it was like Palace or something wasn't like it? it's a good run but in terms of history and like and you know Liverpool being such a special club loves its history you know it's it's not yeah, but that, that doesn't make for good YouTubing, does it? You've got to heighten everything. Was that good YouTubing? <laughs> well, let's, let's We're going to choose to discount the bit yeah. where we did lose some games. And also, you know, with fans in, because obviously, as we heard, the amazing atmosphere. Well, I mean, when you've got a, 
those guys just absolutely full of passion and fight and fire and um, everything that you want. It's no, it's no wonder that they've been so well supported with their, with them cheering on the the boys. Well, is this good YouTubing? And so this is this is football. That's not me saying this is this is hmm. this is a a, tube, a YouTube channel called This Is Football. Guy from uh, the Jordan is a Jordanian YouTuber. Feels like he had a bit of a tough day. Yeah, he was he was struggling to get his stream set up in the first place, and then he was uh, just trying to get everything going. Yeah, and then obviously we know what happened early on. So I mean, for him, it was almost over before it even started. Let me just read the lineups before I read the comments. So. Uh, leads are on the attack here. Well done, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Gomez, sorry. Um, anyway, the Leeds lineup is... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! We mess it up royally. And Rodrigo makes it 1-0. Oh, my God. I'm literally just setting up the stream. Joe Gomez with a horrible back pass. And Rodrigo makes it 1-0 to Leeds. Four minutes into the game, we're already 1-0 down. Are you mad? And we're already 1-0 down. We're already 1-0 down to Leeds. Oh, my God. Bro, I haven't even read the lineups yet. It's a classic of the genre, wasn't it, of the old repeating the same thing over and over again. And also, like he, was, he thought they'd done him a discourtesy to not let him read the lineups before scoring. It's like, well... You kind of got to get on there a bit early. I very much enjoyed the uh, "Oh, well done" by Gomez, and then you you know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was good. He, he got the ball off Aronson, didn't he? But it was a good assist by Gomez. It was very good. Yeah, we've needed somebody to sort of take charge in the final third for a while. We've looked a, a little bit lacking in cutting edge. Cosmendi helped us the other week, month against Chelsea, Moscow. I mean, it is kind of the way we try to create chances. This not the Liverpool one. That not, was, well, we didn't even pressure Gomez. He just did it. It was great. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was. I'd felt pressured by Aronson, but probably, mm. probably a good professional footballer. It would have not been too bothered. If it was maybe even the lack of pressure, because he was too relaxed, didn't look, didn't think. Just oh, mm. first minute of the game, just roll it back to where I think the keeper probably is. And um, wasn't though, was he? No, and it was pointed out Van Dijk as well. He's just looking at other stuff. There was a moment. On the on the replay, you can see, you can pause it, and uh, both Van Dijk and Rodrigo both just seem to be just standing there while the ball is moving. And Rodrigo was by far the quickest to react, but there was a moment where I was just like, neither of them seemed to realise. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably that difference of being on the pitch. And obviously, you've got the bird's eye view, so you see exactly what's going on. I think from their point of view, maybe the ball looked like it was going to Allison, and it's fine. And I was like, okay, stand and watch, and then. You realise, and uh, yeah, Rodrigo in in like a like lightning. What was he in like? He was in like a well, badges of uh, Brendan's sort of owned badges, hasn't he? So rat, rat up a drain pipe is the classic go-to. Yeah, he's owning a badge the same as dominating a pack of wine gums. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> Robbie Rogers once did. Right, and back to um, this is football. Who is this? This is basically a, a first half highlight. So we've got to half time, and you've done the. Uh, so this is yeah. This, this is, is the, this is the montage. It's the period of time in between. So Liverpool are at a level at yep. this point. Still, he's, is he still not having a nice he's time? Absolutely furious with it all, and he's, he's. I mean, see if you can do the maths quicker than in Moscow. I know you're a fan of maths. <laughs> right, it's like the countdown conundrum here, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pink ping, ping pong watch along. We are watching table tennis. This is what we're watching right now. Foul given against Nunes. How's that a foul, ref? How's that a foul, you bald bastard? Oh, you you think we can get clean sheets now? Ha, 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 ha. Nice one, Peter. So tired of these people. So tired of these players. Every week they do this to us, man. Every week. Nunes. Nunes. Darwin. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Darwin. Oh, my God. Darwin Nunes. Just had a one-on-one and kept thinking about it for 74 seconds. So tired of these bastards, man. Lord, give me the strength to deal with this game. Van Dyke cannot head a football to save his life in front of the opposition. Also, respectfully to all the Dutch people, like, I'm not Dutch. I'm a Liverpool fan. I care about Liverpool Football Club. I don't care about Holland. I hope they get kicked out the group stages furthermore. I don't care. Still leads. Blocked back again. Leads across again. Look at us. Look at us scrambling. Look at us scrambling at Anfield against Leeds. They've lost four games in a row. They have had seven attempts and we've had four. They have had seven attempts 
in 37 minutes at Anfield. Let's do quick maths. Seven attempts in 37 minutes equates to what? Quick maths. Quick maths. Very quick maths. Almost an attempt every five minutes. Leeds United has an attempt every five minutes on the Liverpool goal. Leeds United. Not Barcelona. Not Bayern Munich. Leeds. This is Leeds at home, you guys. This is Leeds at home. Joe Gomez just got bullied by Aronson. Joe Gomez has become the Tyrone Mings of Liverpool Football Club. And it's Liverpool 1, Leeds 1, because we absolutely suck. There we go. Did you concur with his maths, Moscow? Yeah, I think I got him just because I knew that 35 divided by 7 is 5. So I knew it was 5 and a bit. But I'm not doing the rest of it. Oh, no, five, every five. Have you not taken it to some decimal points for us? Like 5.15, probably. Sounds about right when you're dividing two by whatever it would be. We had a detour there via Holland as well, and uh, you have got your Netherlands shirt on have today, haven't little, you? Uh, is, is it an authentic one or is it a knockoff? Tribute? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's from... You will see this on the video. It's the 1988 Van yeah, Basten shirt, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I, think I mean, it's little Jimmy Somerville was uh, a mere twinkle of a twinkle mm. in his father's eye back in 1988. Yeah. So how's it, how's it a tribute to him? Same country, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> That'll do. And I like the shirt. But yeah, he's basically annoyed at everyone. So then even when he can't do maths himself, he's shouting it himself, isn't he? He's like, come on, quick maths, quick maths. It's like, it's only, it's only you that's going to be doing this. You're going to have to work this out for yourself. And the referee, not bald. No, he's not bald. And I, I liked um, the ping pong live stream. That's good because everybody just goes for basketball and it feels quite lazy. Mm. So I, I think moving it on to ping pong is good. Yeah. Different spot. Could, could see him turning on Van Dyke as well after they all loved him like well two months ago <laughs> something like that well he would because I mean he's the best defender in the world he's just out of form so um, seeing how quickly people just re- like forget every good thing he's ever done for them is hilarious <laughs> there's lots of uh, confusing fan channels because we've had Anfield Road the Anfield Rap coming up Anfield Agenda lots of Anfields mm. and it, think of something else maybe Ping Pong Road Ping Pong Road yes next question is, are there any sensible Liverpool fans? You actually managed to find some then, Michael. I mean, there are quite a few, in fairness, but they're just not as fun to listen to because it's just some people going, oh, we should probably sign some midfielders. Well, let's counterpoint the shouting with something sensible now and then we'll get back to the shouting, shall we? Leeds United and Nottingham Forest. I mean, if you're an elite-level football team, you should be licking your lips at those two games yeah. and doing it right. There's no other outcome other than six points across these two games and you kind of lay a marker down early doors Leeds are on a really really poor run they haven't won since August so if you go ahead early the way they are with their manager at the minute although what I will say is the players are still fighting for them the fans may not like him but the players are still fighting for him you see that both during the game and after the game but you can take hope away from Leeds United very early on if you play your your a sensible game, your normal game, you hit the levels that you expect of this Liverpool team, they could crumble and it could have been another three or four or five, but we're a million miles away from that at the minute. Are Liverpool an elite level team? Well, that's the, the key question from that, isn't it? If you are, you beat Forest and Leeds. Mm. There's a lot of, this is Leeds. This is Leeds. This, is Leeds, was, United, um, this is Leeds United Football Club. That was Anfield Rap, by the way. We're up against them for... Um the Fan Media of the Year Award. Voting for which is closed now, by the way. So thank you if you did vote for us in the FSA uh, shortlisting. We'll be down there in a couple of weeks. Mm. I feel if we, when we don't win it, I fully intend to um, go full Trump on it and say it's rigged. Yeah, that's, fine. It, yeah, seems yeah. The, it seems the obvious way to, yeah. that's the way you lose these days, isn't it? Just just claim you did win, actually. Sensible analysis, that Moscow? It's probably quite difficult from their point of view because they were going for a quadruple six months ago when that, that started yeah, falling right. apart. It was kind of last one. I think they were still pretty much in everything until about May, weren't they, last mm. year? Which is which is six months ago. Is that six months? Yeah. 11. Oh, you're joking. I can do 11 minus six. It's, oh, it's, no, it's November now. Don't have to break this to you. I know the planet's fucked and it's warm outside, but even still. <laughs> and to move from that to losing to two, you know, we, we were where we were in the at the start of the game in the relegation zone, must hurt. But good, they should have signed Calvin Phillips, shouldn't they, looking at their midfield? They needed, uh, of all the, like Manchester City didn't really need him, but that's, just Manchester City's policies just buy loads of players um, have them but that's where they are suffering they look slow and plodding and uninterested and you know just rubbish it is kind of you know not to take any of the edge off our win it's like they were pretty bad a lot of that was you know you'd like to think a lot of it was us making them be bad but also Nottingham Forest beat them so it's kind of like what what are Liverpool and I suppose from our point of view it's not such a big deal because we can take the pleasure in the win and then we beat Bournemouth and then it's all fine. 
at Liverpool, you're looking at who do they actually play next? I know Spurs, in, I think. They've got Europe. They've got Champions League tonight, haven't they? And then, okay, Spurs. I definitely, I definitely came across Liverpool fans saying, and we've got Spurs coming up. So whether right. it's next or soon. And Klopp, well, Klopp's been saying today, hasn't he? I've seen quotes um, that scroll past me on Twitter saying that he's been laying awake at night wondering how to solve their problems. Um, no, he's, he's been pissing with Somerville on his mind. Is that right? Well, that's a conversation for off air, isn't it? Let's uh, let's hear from Andy. Well, no, on air, he said that he's that he's a he's in his now because he's in his fifties. He has to get up a couple of times in the night. Ah, yes. to go to the toilet, and when he is doing that, he is thinking of Somerville's goal. Great, which is great. It is wonderful. <laughs> Imagine you know that bathroom just lit up by the maybe there's a little nightlight reflecting off his teeth that I, I bet illuminates the room. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I bet he's got one of those little like a red LED ring in his toilet so he can see where he's aiming, but actually. Justice has smiled, doesn't he? And then uh, the whole room is illuminated. Yeah. And then he looks in the, the mirror and Somerville appears, wanging his shirt around his head. And then he sees Jesse Marsh walking down the touchline, banging his wrist at him. And he, and he has to piss while all this is going on. And, and maybe, it, maybe it prevents him and he has to get up again. If he looks, um, if he is on the touchline wherever Liverpool are, it's Napoli, isn't it? They're going to get spanked. Mm. Um, I think they're at home to Napoli, aren't they? Looking as tired as Jesse Marsh did on Saturday we'll know it's because um, he's been uh, trying to piss and unable to all night every night since Saturday and now you've got the picture of uh, Jürgen holding little Jürgen in his hand in the dark of the night let's move on to Anfield agenda not quite so measured hell we could have won the game yada yada but ultimately Leeds have just fucking won it Leeds have just won it right there at the deck Jesus all came from us dicking around at the back again Two lads out there with them. Two fuck. Look, look at this dickhead defender. Look at the state of this. Honest to God, lads. If I had a group of ten-year-olds who defended like that, I'd sub them all off. That is shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Seems a poor attitude towards youth coaching. You learn through mistakes at the age of ten. You don't just sub them all off. And you can't sub them all off. There's limits. Yeah. Is uh, as whichever. Um, whoever is employing him to look after their academy. Maybe have a word. Uh, what do we do with Jesse now? Let's talk about Leeds, not Liverpool. Because, mm. oh, I mean, we saw the, as Boney M has pointed out, actually, in the feedback, say what you want about Marsh. I definitely enjoyed the Booyakashar celebration. I um, knew it wasn't air guitar when you've seen it as air guitar. Well, it, it, was, it was hard to tell exactly, wasn't it? And Jesse himself has left it ambiguous because he, uh, I think he Instagrammed it or did he tweet it or both, saying, I'm not, uh, I don't know, I just got caught up in the moment. But it, lo- <laughs> it looked like the old... Yeah, he was giving it some of that. The old Ali G. Respect. Kind of, yeah. As Ali G used to yeah, do. Yeah, it turned into a big kind of Bruce Forsyth uh, arm gesture at the end. So it was a weird combination. But it did, uh, it did look like the left hand was on a fretboard as well, it has to be said. The best, kind of... the best part of it is the moment that the ball goes in the net because his eyes <laughs> pop out like a cartoon character about six feet from his face. He genuinely cannot believe what's happened. And there's almost like a... A, a split second moment where I think he almost wishes it hadn't happened. You know when, because you know something is going to cause such a change that you can't process in the moment what is now going to happen next. And yeah. Something <laughs> in his face is just like, oh, oh shit, we've scored. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, actually, no, that's a really good outcome. Yeah. You can but, see, you can see his actual cogs turning, can't you? When yeah, it happens, yeah. That fucking now we've. It's always like that. Now we've blown it. Oh no, but we've blown it in a good way. And then, yeah, he somehow managed to transform that into his... He always does these things too long. I don't mind what he does, but he has this going back. Um, and I think it's because he tries to make sure it's seen by his players. When he does, there's the famous one of him tapping his head. And it goes on for ages because he wants to make sure all the 11 players see it. And he does that with celebrations as well. They always just keep, keep going and going and going. You think, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? And is it this a bit like, It's a bit like hanging a high five and then nobody noticing, so you leave it there. And you yeah. leave it there. And then eventually somebody will, will come yeah. and do it. But it's um it's fun. It's it's nice to see him uh I celebrating. Can, I can think he can celebrate how he wants of under, he that, can. under those circumstances. And for as long as he liked, did say on the match ball, he could have been helicoptering in front of the way end at full time for me. I don't really mind. Jelly is having an existential crisis about this, uh saying, What the fuck do we want to happen now? I was sure I was fucking sick of Marsh and Penis Ball, but now I've just booked in to get his portrait tattooed on my back. Fickle football bollocks. Get the fuck in. I know uh, Michael has come in his Somerville tribute Dutch top. Anyone watching on YouTube will see I'm wearing the same light grey ah, yeah. crew neck course, jumper. Yeah. I think probably not quite as expensive as Jesse Marsh's. No. He needs to get to 
Uniqlo and save a bit of money. I've also, Uniqlo. as part of my uh, <laughs> tribute, uh, nailing my colours to his mask, I am too. I've decided to start looking 20 years older than I actually am. So that's also part of my redoubling my commitment to Jesse Marshall, at least. You don't think Jesse looks good for his age? He did until he came here. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a bit of a haunted look about him now, hasn't he? <laughs> his, good, uh, well, if we, if, we, if we all have to suffer it, <laughs> so should he. His handshake with um, Klopp at the end, where he kind of, it reminded me, I've just realised, I now know exactly what it reminded me of. Remember that clip of Jimmy Bullard when Duncan Ferguson is going mental and Jimmy Bullard kind of walks up to him and looks at him like, you mm. all right? There was a bit of that in, uh, that's what Jesse Marsh reminded me of, where he kind of goes over to Jurgen Klopp and he, he doesn't sort of look him in the eye in case Klopp just <laughs> punches him, like handshake, little little look, and then it's like, no, I'm, I'm not just, looking just, away. Just looking in your peripheral vision, just to make sure there's not a, yeah, a haymaker yeah, coming around the corner. The teeth flying at you with the, with the wind-up going. And uh, and then it takes, um, I think it's Mark Rocker who, uh, who sort of snaps him out of this trance that he seems to have gone into. But, um, well, I mean, he wasn't going to get sacked, win, lose, or draw, unless it was like a, a 10 nil defeat. So we are kind of in a similar same situation of it's all on Bournemouth, but he goes into Bournemouth sort of, I mean, it's hard because in one sense it should be better because there's not the expectation now that we'll just get beaten, that if we'd lost it at Liverpool, you just go in the Bournemouth game and think this is going to be another defeat and then he has to go because even if you want to see the project work long term, you've got to have some wins sprinkled in along the way to keep that going. But also... We've had this before where we beat Chelsea and we played so well against Arsenal and didn't follow it up. And there's still the need for the result there because if we don't get it, it's just back to sort of where we were at the start of the week where we've got three points from a different game. But the problems that we've had have been against teams like Bournemouth that we can't break down. So can we solve that is kind of the next thing. It should be easier to solve that from this new base of we've beaten Liverpool and everybody is in a much, much better mood. Everyone's dead happy and that's, yeah. a, that's a good thing. I thought. And he should, if he can use that, I mean, we were saying last week that the best outcome for all of this is if he just starts winning games and then we don't have to go through the rigmarole of sacking him. We don't have to go through, you know, finding somebody else and then the fucking hours I spent listening to Jesse Marsh podcasting in the summer. Um, <laughs> I like how you're really well, personally did. aggrieved at the fact that he might get sacked before well, yeah, when you, all that research was useless you, you put all this uh, effort into finding out about somebody and then they're gone before you know it and then you know that. and it's also the fear that if we get into that cycle of just sacking somebody in October and November that we'll just do the same thing next year we'll be Aston Villa and you know another one will turn up and oh Stephen Gerrard I'll save us oh, watermelons you know, watermelons Moscow yeah a lot, slightly longer term watermelons so the, the better result was just Jesse just wins all the games for all and, sorts of reasons yeah for all the reasons actually let's hear from Matt I won't go as far as saying that last night made the previous eight games worth it but I think after the Fulham game you really got to give Marsh a lot of credit to pick himself up and, and the players up as well in, in, in the way that he did and to get that performance albeit against a pretty average Liverpool team on the day and a team that maybe appears to be in decline just, just fantastic it's nice to be happy isn't it um, Walk the 92 presumably one of our charity walkers says uh, I'd just like to make a comment on Marsh's demeanour during the game and in the press conference after he looks absolutely physically and mentally spent which as we were just saying before that's how the rest of us feel most of the time with this football club don't we I, th- I mean that is the next question are Leeds United trying to kill us I mean I will say with being it, it's the same as for the rest of us but there's not personally any focus on us being bad like we just have to suffer Leeds losing you know, he we don't have to walk around the stadium being booed afterwards and that sort of thing, and have to be wheeled out to answer questions about why you're so shit. <laughs> which, I think, which I think most take it as told. There's, there's a unique focus brought about by mm. it, isn't there, in football? Yeah. yeah, it's not obviously the Leeds effect is one thing, but just the Premier League effect is another. And I think Marsh, um, even going back to Leipzig, where the way he talks about it, it's kind of like that the club Leipzig as a team had moved on in a different way that the rest of the RB organization had not. So he kind of came in came up through the ranks of all the RB clubs playing the in-house style and then came to the pinnacle and found that they were doing something different so nothing he did worked and so he was there for three months and then at the same time his wife um, had her illness as well which wouldn't have made easy to get through and then he comes to Leeds and I think there's been an element with Leeds of sort of week by week in England week by week month by month of having his wings clipped of him trying to do things and people sort of stopping him and I think one of the big things 
is... Is that a deliberate Red Bull reference if his wings clipped? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, but the, well noticed though, I didn't. <laughs> one of the big examples is his touchline demeanour. Because it, it built and built with him going, oh, this is psychology 101 and I'm getting in the referee's heads to the point where he got sent off at Brentford and he has a one-match ban and it's getting so much attention. And he just had to take that and be like, "You, I can't do that anymore. And he acknowledged it. He's like, I'm going to have to rethink this. And since then, the Arsenal game was a big one when there was so much VAR drama and all that kind of stuff. And he was visibly standing back, restrained, but like that last minute VAR check for the penalty when he was just hands behind his back, looking up in the air like, I don't get involved, don't get involved, don't get involved. And that's got to be tough to change what he's been doing. Because if you look at uh, videos of him managing New York Red Bulls, what, 10 years ago, how many years ago he was doing it, he's in everybody's face, he's starting fights with Patrick Vieira on the touchline, he's running about, he's energetic, and he's having to change all these things. I think part, and part of the reason why he does look a bit stunned is because, you know, he's had this trajectory of, being of winning all the time and suddenly it's like that don't work yeah you've got to think of something else well and, actually it does feed back into the questions and the feedback we've been sent ben being one of many who asked why can't we do this every week uh, but also adds it's so nice waking up on a sunday without being miserable and or anxious we're not which, playing liverpool every so week. True. And, and obviously loads of people in that gallows humor way that Leeds united do are saying uh we'll obviously go and lose to bournemouth which is the joke that i made running into this saying well we'll beat liverpool but then lose to bournemouth it's just that's the Leeds united way Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There is actually genuinely a good reason for us to be a bit more normal because we received this from Daniel, which this one tugs on the heartstrings and makes you worry about Leeds United fans in general. Good Christ, lads. I was in the hospital in A&E during the Watford game. I had a stroke. I'm very young, 26. Uh, and then I've just recovered from heart surgery, uh, which was on Thursday. And I had to watch that. I said, I might have to go back in to see if my heart's still there. It's ridiculous. What a game. Rodrigo still shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rodders. Stroke at 26. Jesus. And then heart up. Yeah, I mean... Well, best, of, best of luck to you. Yeah, I mean, you've, you're have you supporting the wrong club. But yeah, maybe Quite not frankly. Maybe not football. Yeah. Get into golf or something. Yeah. <laughs> something you don't have to worry too much about. Yeah, because you'll help to build up your heart strength by walking around the golf just course. Just a nice yeah. stroll. Yeah. I've got even golf on telly. Less stressful than Leeds United. <laughs> Jesus, man. It's funny about Rodrigo, isn't it? <laughs> he was awful. <laughs> you know, it's in the first half how many good attacks we had that he just messed up and just kept giving the ball back to them. We'd probably, I think at least one of their good chances came from Rodrigo just giving them the ball. And then, yeah. um, Every time he looks to make a pass, he looks like he's in his own head. You know, in the way the Bamford is at the minute, clearly yeah. in his own head. I think Rodrigo is constantly in his own head. But then he scored that goal. And, and then, and then celebrated, uh, celebrated like a kid again. He's been scoring a lot of goals as well, so it's it's a, it's a strange one. He's funny. If but, he keeps scoring, that's fine, isn't it? When we were yeah. watching it, we said it's it's almost sort of annoying that it's him who gets that chance because <laughs> it really boosts his stats. And you're like, yeah, but it's not fair. He doesn't deserve that. It's not that. fair. Yeah, it's not, uh, talking about childish reactions. Yeah. Two goals in a week that he scored into an open net. It's like, talk about Cristiano mm. Ronaldo-style stat padding. It's what Pat like, needs though, isn't it? 
It well, is. It is. I well, mean, I don't know how much more, like, if we're just going to lay into our strikers for a moment, what more Pat needs from uh, Somerville could have had an assist, never mind the goal. Well, this is another but, question, isn't it? Well, we'll get into Pat the forward did, line. Pat did get his assist. Pat got an assist. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is, was really put it on a plate for, for Jimmy, didn't he? Chipping, really? it, to, be chipping nice, it to him at neck height. Be nice to him. <laughs> Listen, um, there is another question thrown up by this. Is Can he find his form again? Marvin's been in touch. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of criticism of Pat after tonight. I don't think it's justified. He's evidently not fit. I think all it does is show the massive gap that we have in a an out-and-out number nine. And I think, look, actually any criticism of it is completely unjustified at the moment because he's not fit. Not fit. He's not. He's evidently not fit. He's certainly not sharp, is he? It just. It feels like it's all the pieces need to f- fall together for him to find his form again. Like he, he does need one to go in off his arse or just a really easy tap in. Or, or like a penalty. Or um, Dick Van Shipbitch. <laughs> I like one. That's or like one laid, laid under. through. <laughs> all he needs to do is hit it first time on his right foot. Let's get on to Dick, Dick Van, straight to the corner. Read out Dick Van Shipbitch's uh, suggestion. It says, "Do you think if Pat Bamford put a left boot on his right foot, um, it would help him on the transition <laughs> on using it for anything other than fucking standing on?" Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird his right foot thing, isn't it? I know he's always been a bit a bit left heavy, but like it's like he's refusing to even touch it with his right foot. Yeah, and I'm sure if that pass comes to him in training, he will use his right foot, and he can use his right foot. There's just, I mean, it's a weird thing because yes, we lack we lack an out and out number nine, but only because Pat Bamford didn't do it. If Pat Bamford was playing like he did in our first season of the Premier League, 17 goals, not a problem, and so it's reasonable sort of to to expect like that to come back and you know he was talking himself up saying you know my target was or at the time my target is to try and get into the World Cup squad so okay this is the aim our number nine who scored 17 goals is going to try and get into the England World Cup squad and it's just not happening it still might but in the next two games well not in the next two games don't think he's getting the World Cup squad oh no I don't mean about the World Cup squad but he still might come back to that player because if it's fitness it's a combination of fitness Mm. and then fitness can uh, like a lack of confidence in your fitness can lead to a lack of confidence in your ability and things just aren't working and your legs feel like they're on back to front so you don't know which one to use for whatever we got um, three two league games left and Wolves in Mm. the cup don't play him at Wolves, play Joffy. Two games that we need to get through. And then we've got, what is it, six weeks off. And then the January window, we play twice. So we've got Man City, haven't we? I'll tell you, I'll have a look on the calendar that I've got right in front of me. Yeah, we play at least <laughs> twice before the January window even opens. It's Newcastle as well, isn't there? On we the have... New Year's um, Eve. Yes, I uh, have it here. We have Manchester City on the 28th. We've got Newcastle on the 31st. And then it's New Year's Day after that. First day of... New Year. Mm. You're joking. Honestly. Again? Yeah. Another one? Yeah. They do it every time. It's my mother-in-law's birthday, actually, on New Year's Day, which is very, very helpful in terms of tracking her age versus year. You know, you don't have to Mm, piss about with months. I think the thing with with Bamford at the moment is he, the fact he's trying to take that on his left and wanting loads of touches, contrast that with Somerville, who he only touches it three times, even though it's been kind of knocked to his chest and he has to beat a defender and he has to put it in the goal. But just the sheer speed that he does it catches Allison out because I think if he if he hits that same shot half a second later, Allison probably sees it coming and gets his hand to it. But because it all just happens in a flash, it's there, and it, I suppose that's the confidence of a man turning twenty one trying to make his mark rather than a man approaching thirty thinking, "Fucking, hell, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna score again." Well, let's get on to the next bit then, and it's questions around Somerville and or Nonto better than Dan James, who um, I think probably we should have him back uh, if we can. Who, Dan James? Yeah. Nah. Get more people in Let the squad. Stay but, there. but on the evidence he's of playing, sa- um, on the evidence of Saturday night, you don't need He's playing him. computer games with Ollie McBurney, isn't he? Have you seen that on his Instagram? He's doing he's playing uh, he's playing wrestling computer games with, with Ollie McBurney. And I don't think he should be hanging around with Ollie McBurney because he's a he's a naughty boy. I think Dan's <laughs> I think Dan's mum will be cross when she finds out he's been he's been going around his house. Let's hear from Simon. Fantastic cross beating three people uh, from Nanto. Would uh, Dan James have done that? Would he fuck? And uh, nice little uh, knockdown from Bamford. Would Dan James have done that? Yeah, he probably would. It looks shit. <laughs> and what a goal from Somerville. Absolutely superb in the bottom corner. Would Dan James have done that? Would he fuck? Anyway, what I'm saying is, James, not as good as Somerville. Trust in the process, lads. Did I trust in the process before 
bit of a cocaine. Ditto, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think that's a good a good summary in 30 seconds there of life as a Leeds fan. Can we say for certain that Dan James wouldn't have got that ball on the wing, beaten those three players with a, a trick, dribbled into the penalty area, gone around Van Dyke and whoever else was there, and then done a Maradona turnaround, Allison, um, got down and headed it over the line? Can't say for certain, can we? No, I didn't see Nonto do any of that. Nonto looked really good when he came on. That little headed touch when he, uh, he beat James Milner was mm. absolutely... Chef's kiss. But even before then, like as soon as he was on the pitch, um, there was just a, an air of confidence about him and influence and sort of, I don't think Jackie Harrison played badly, but it was probably, it looked like a good substitution once Nonto was on because he was just straight on the ball and, and doing things with it and most of them seems to be coming off. Did you see the stat that it's the youngest Premier League debutant, Willie Nonto, at 18 years and however many days, months, years since? Was it Peter Lorimer? I think I did see this stuff. Premier League debut. Premier, Alan Smith? In? 2000? No, 1998 <laughs> at Anfield. 90, oh, was it, it, was, it was further than early in that course it was, yeah. yeah. It was, uh... So there's a nice symmetry there, isn't there? Mm. Actually, and we're talking about that. This week, I suppose I'm teeing it up. Sorry, trying, yeah. Teeing you up to talk about the thing. I haven't looked at that prep sheet yet. No, the T- well, the TSB <laughs> guide, it's not even on that prep sheet. I just picked this fact up and you should have just been better. The, <laughs> the TSB guide to... We're doing um, tomorrow on Wednesday. Well, we're building a little biased Wikipedia of Leeds things, aren't we? We're going to be talking about Alan Smith's debut. Putting a scum bastard straight in there. Yes. So we'll be chatting about that. But yeah, Nonto. The segue would have been one little scum bastard into another. Yeah, yeah. Dan James, really. That's what I'd have gone for. I'll work on that for next time. Um, There's no big question around Melier here, really. Isn't Melier ace? Yes, he is. But it's worth reading Philip's comment out, who describes him as such a special win. Do you know, uh, Melier... Or it as such a special win, rather. Melier set the new bar as well for the... TSB plus feedback ratings. Out of 10s? Never seen anything as high as this. Go on then. 9.38. That is high. As is average. It's going to be very, very tough to beat that this season, I would say. And that that should catapult him back up towards player of the year, that I think. Probably straight back to the top, yeah. It was um, because he, I thought about Melier a bit watching match of the day because they put the Bournemouth game on straight afterwards. And you know the uh, Liverpool's goal where he got a hand to the cross so we have the corner and it went over and then it got crossed back in he gets hand to it yeah. and it comes back in there's a little bit of criticism on Melier there because you know maybe he should have better positioning he could have caught it or a stronger punch um, it goes somewhere else but um, you know for some reason we were just letting Alexander Arnold and Robertson just cross all they wanted after corners which seemed a bit of a, mm-hmm. an odd tactic but a bit of criticism there and so you think and, and people do have a tendency with Melier to jump on these kind of micro transgressions then I watched the Bournemouth Spurs game and their goalkeeper is uh, Travers. Um, coming out for a corner, just runs straight into the back of his <laughs> defenders, gets absolutely nowhere near the ball and Spurs score. And I was thinking, that is a goalkeeper making a massive mistake on a, making a mistake on a cross. Melier, even if he wasn't perfect on that goal and it led to, you know, Salah scored ultimately, so it costs us. But he made contact with it. He put it away from goal there was an opportunity for a defender then to go and stop Robertson from crossing it back in. And there's an opportunity for us to have got tighter to Salah using the time that he bought us by tipping it away. As mistakes go, it's mm. tiny and and much, much better than when you actually do look at a goalkeeper at another club just blundering into the back of their centre-half because they're useless. Well, Kiko Kasi used to do it. He was... Any cross, he was so preoccupied with what was in front of him. He almost ignored the ball sometimes. He was busy like, trying yeah. to trying to wrestle with an attacker and you're like they're just they're heading it back across and they're going to score it but you're just you're just doing your own thing are you Fair often enough. getting distracted by saying things to the attackers well, as well there was that as um, well it just made me laugh that Moscow because you, you're saying they're defending Melier against these uh, people picking apart the, the microtransgressions you spent a little time earlier discussing the length of Jesse Marsh's celebration saying they were too long <laughs> no I didn't say they were too long I just said it's interesting how long they are it's a it's, it's like um, that is just a thing and I I am interested in it. I like watching how long these... Now I know that they go on for a while. I like seeing how long they go on for. It's like <laughs> it's not something that I think he shouldn't do or that I don't like. I just It's one of his weird... It's one of his quirks. One of his weird quirks. And, I, I, you know, um, that's how you warm to somebody is you discover the, the weirdnesses. He's probably, you know, I make no secret of the fact that me and Jesse are like chalk and cheese, although obviously now we are dressing the same. But the more sort of beaten down he looks, I think the more I like him. Have you got any skin tight stone washed denim? No, and I think that was another thing. Didn't somebody in um, 
uh, I think he might have been nominated as a hero that his trousers got nominated for being, he was wearing uh, grown-up pants <laughs> instead of <laughs> jeggings. Sp- spray-on teenage jeggings. <laughs> eaves. Oh no, that was it, age-appropriate pants. Um, if that was you who sent that in, um, I saw that and chuckled because it was, yeah, it's very, he's suddenly, he's, he looks older than he is now, um, but also, yeah, he's, he's stopped trying to squeeze himself into his, uh, Michael, his teenage son's trousers. Can we use the company card to get him some of those jegging style jeans? Get him a full Jesse Marsh want, makeover. I, now he's, now he's here in the, in the pullover. I want to see him dressed like Jesse. I want you to see, I want to see you pointing at a football as well, because that's the important move that he does. It's there! It's there! Yeah. It's there. Anyway, taking it away on, from Trent Alexander Arnold. With, just with, on Melier, uh, I, f- yeah, I, f- I feel like as well on the match ball. My impression of his saves were they were all good saves, but saves I kind of would expect him to make. But that doesn't do justice to some of them because the ones where he comes out and closes people down, that's because he's good at goalkeeping. Yeah, like the Nunes one where he, went, he, where he went through. Like if he he can make that difficult, yeah, for himself. But because he because he comes out really quickly and spreads himself very well, he makes those things look fairly routine. Yeah, he probably got a bit underrated the Nunes one in the first half because it was um, all the action came towards the end when he started it was clear that he was keeping us in it but that one in the first half where he really outfoxed Nunes and made sure like if he couldn't get his hands here he got it with his foot there brilliant and um, yeah, excellent goalkeeping and also the, the one classic, the one from, spider, uh, classic spider boy the one from Nunes that was a bit distant and uh, sort of a bit Hollywood but they dived, well, dived and tipped it followed it with a wink yeah and that's Part of what that, that's, uh, that's the that's the sign of a man with completely unflappable confidence, isn't it? Mm. And which, you, which you want in a keeper. And you caught. Uh, I listened to the match ball, and you caught his um, his look during the celebrations of the goal, and his face when the camera pans back, and you you catch him while it's all going <laughs> mental at the other end. It's that face of somebody who's just like, "My night's work has been worth." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Everybody understood instinctively what that look meant, but you couldn't necessarily translate it into words. Speaking of that moment, then we've been saving the best till last, haven't we? We're with regards to propaganda on this. And I guess, is the question around this, was that your favourite moment of the season? I don't know, Chelsea was pretty good. This was, this was, I guess, more unexpected. So yeah, probably. And last minute, you can never beat a last minute winner. Nathan had this to say. Fuck me, what a game. Oh, jeez, that's been a long time coming, that. My best mate's a massive Liverpool fan, and to have him lording it over for days, he's going about mentality monsters and champions of Europe and best team ever and all that crap uh, and then to go and do that to them um, and to deserve to win as well um, just amazing one of the best away ends have been in mental goal celebrations still not a huge fan of penis ball still got glaring errors within our squad but a day like today you just think fuck it we beat Liverpool Anfield first time they've lost it for ages just get in their leads absolutely superb that's the voice of a man who's been in an away end <laughs> Well. I think that's the thing with it because I'm still not convinced long term about the whole thing and you can look at the goals and be like well they're kind of down to errors and they did have chances so there are there are many other ways that game could have gone but we didn't play badly and we won at Anfield so so what and I mean Moscow you always remind us to enjoy stuff like you were saying when it got stressful a year or two back whenever it was like just enjoy it and I've I've tried to take those words on board I don't take many of you words on board but uh, those I definitely did and, yeah and, and that's the thing there were people like trying to score points on Twitter, on forums and stuff like that, saying, where's this now? Where's the Jesse haters now? It's like, no, just just enjoy the win. It, just enjoy the moment because they come around so seldom that surely you just want to enjoy this moment now on its own merits and you can dispense with the bigger picture for a bit. Well, it, I mean, this is a weird one because it needs the bigger picture to mean so much. Like, the way that match felt and the reason it had its particular sort of style of joy was because we'd lost to Arsenal and then Leicester and Fulham. If we hadn't lost those three games, it would have felt very different. It's a different feeling to if we'd been if we'd been unbeaten in nine, and then we go to Liverpool and win, um, like the Manchester City win the other season. It felt like you're you're riding the crest of a wave, and that's a different quality of pleasure to what this was, which was against the odds, unexpected, last minute. Nobody thought that was coming, and after Fulham and Leicester in particular, it felt like it was never happening so it actually benefits from the darkness that came before it to make it feel better and in a weird way I probably like out of pure enjoyment I had a better time and it's maybe a a consequence of being there as well with losing to Arsenal was kind of a more enjoyable match because there wasn't all right Jesse pumping your fists yeah 
we yes, we lost. You dressed like With your him. support, we lost. You dressed like him, now you're thinking like him. Because there was none of the uh because Leicester and Fulham didn't exist. None of that pressure existed. Let's it was get on just a, man, Michael. A really um enjoyable afternoon with all the, the power cut and all the VAR stuff and the red cars and the getting overturned and penalties and gold and everything. It's just a, a mad afternoon of just uh pure fun. Um and that was just all on its own, and then the, the result was kind of like, oh, we lost, but we'll, we'll beat Leicester and Fulham. But yeah, this one was really like a, a kicking against the pricks kind of moment, and it, it, it gains from that. And oh, you know, you know, Jesse Marsh has proved himself now. I mean, if you want to be really, you know, we, did, we didn't win for eight games. So I think any criticism of Jesse Marsh during that time was probably justified because what's his, what's the alternative? What can you say? I was when, going to say you can't exactly pretend to be happy about you know and supportive yeah. about about things when they're so visibly wrong like we Leicester are, and Palace and going into the Liverpool like before the Liverpool game. So what did he have to defend himself with? Not much. Now he's got Ilan Melier, yeah, <laughs> which um, who played a big factor in. It. And there is if you wanted to be ultra mean, and I don't, but that does exist out there. You say no Melier, no points, and uh, what do you do then? So. Um, and then also, you know, if Liverpool were actually any good this season, <laughs> what do we do then? So, but football is always full of that. You know, we play Liverpool now, we beat them because we're playing them now and that's um, our prerogative, whereas, you know, we played Liverpool. Same with Chelsea as well. Last season we lost, lost them 6-0 because, of, you know, maybe if we played this Liverpool, then everything would have been different, but that's not how it works. So, just got to take... Um, the word you're after is context, isn't it? Well, I think the word I'm after is like, don't take every result as a conclusion. That doesn't mean Marsh is brilliant. It doesn't mean Marsh is terrible. I agree with the substance of Andrea Radrizzani's tweet. You know, we weren't we weren't terrible last week. We weren't champions um, this week. It all gets is, sorted out. Is that because you're uh, you're a company man? May. Yeah, you're, a, I mean, you're dressed like a company man now. But he's got to. Uh, um, it's all very well him tweeting that. But if we lose to uh, Bournemouth and Spurs, a thousand quote tweets. He'll have yeah, because uh, then it'll be then they won't be waiting until May to see where we finish. Right, so, um, we were still up in the air, and that's kind we, of why it's exciting. We liked that minute. Red Men TV did not like that minute. Oh no! Oh, it's a bit lax days from Liverpool. Somerville shoots, and Leeds have scored. Oh, it's horrendous! I told you we had to be perfect. I said we had to be perfect, and we still couldn't do it. Oh, the gift that keeps on giving is Liverpool fucking football club. You ganga twats! You ganga absolute twats! I know we're here to mock the opposition and laugh at them and stuff, but there's a lot that's relatable in there, isn't there? That is basically how you feel when you see you see certain things occur and you're like, no, for fuck's sake, not that junior. And in, I said enjoying that minute, I meant enjoying that moment. Before. You know the uh, the no in the background when the goal mm. is in. Is that like another YouTube channel on the other side of the content factory? That's kind of <laughs> the, the content the, factory. The 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 micro the bleed from uh, <laughs> from one one YouTube zone into another. Is that the Anfield wrapper over there? And then the Red Men are over here, and there's a bit of cross. A massive warehouse. Yeah, just with everybody in near entry race course. Everybody in a corner just doing their YouTube channel. <laughs> Can you keep it down? Well, we've got some Steve Nichol in a second, but before we get there, let's hear more from this is football, the Jordanian YouTuber. This also not his favourite moment either. The guy I can't pronounce his name in Tonto. <laughs> Across Bamford, Somerville, shot and Leeds have fucking scored! <laughs> Leeds have scored the goal in the 89th minute because we fucking... <laughs> we are so fucking crap! Leeds have made it 2-1 in the 90th fucking minute, man. Oh my God, what have we done to deserve this crap? I don't even know how to react. Some of this guy, I cannot spell his name, plays it across. Thiago and just shimmies it. Van Dyke and he just passed Gomez and Van Dyke like no one's there and we concede. Fuck off, man. Fuck this football club. Fuck this team. Fuck this managers. Fuck these players. They all suck. That's a lot of fucking, isn't it? The European champions there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what have we done to deserve this? Oh, what a home defeat, the first one in a couple of years. Mm. Oh, it must be awful for you. Oh, dear me. Um, Stevie Nicholl then, uh, ESPN pundit these days, former Liverpool defender, and he's become a favourite of this show because of his very, very, very dour nature. 
and he's going right back to the to, to his roots now. The very it? first clip we ever played of him. His roots, or is it Gary Ablett's wife's roots? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> torching them. Yeah, famously set fire to uh, his teammate's wife's hair for reasons that are still not a hundred percent. He was, he saw it. He saw funny. his chance, <laughs> <laughs> and the flamey devil called. But unfortunately, that desire is turning in to turning the ball over. Desperation. Right? Desperation. Everybody, they're trying so hard that. There's, there's no control. Yay! It's like there's he's no just control. <laughs> it's like the, the Stones have just come on stage and have played satisfaction there, isn't it? There's no control. Was he talking about Leeds there? No, that was that was about Liverpool. Oh, right, okay, could have been either in the context it? in the context of, uh, of just, that game. But just yeah, generally unhappy. It's funny at the moment if you've seen Steve Nichol recently, he's got um, kind of a sling on that he's wearing because he fell over and then <laughs> he fell over again. I bet he fell over and he just didn't want to get up. And then he was, I'm just going to stay here. That he'd, he'd actually fallen over again, um, but onto the other shoulder. He managed to, he fell over a rock whilst walking his dog. So he's fallen over again. Just dragging his feet. Bless him. <laughs> anyway, but he, he also had, for ESPN, he'd, bear in mind, he's, he's basically slagged off Liverpool for ages. And then they said, well, we did, we've done the player ratings. And this is him explaining it and rowing back very quickly on everything he said previously. <laughs> Uh, we asked Stevie to give us his player oh, rankings. Oh. <laughs> They're a little higher, actually, than I thought they, they were going to be, Stevie. Out of 10, of course. Like, Van Dyke's got a five. That's not, Robertson's got an eight. Well, Crikey. I mean, I did get it thrown at me. What? <laughs> <laughs> 20. <laughs> 20. So, so what? Well, it, when I got it thrown at me, I was, right. I was in between anger and trying to calm down because we were doing the show in about 60 seconds time. Right, OK. So it's a little... Uh, so I was, now, I was now a little emotional at the time. Okay. So I might have got some wrong. We're a few minutes into the show now. Are there, are there regrets that you have? No, I mean, I think, I think Salah was all right. Um... Here's the problem, yeah? Salah gets a seven, I assume, because of his goal. Yeah. But then there was that chance where he tries yeah. to do something, goodness knows what he's trying to do, lob it into the back of the net, where you surely need your star player to shine. Do you know what? Take no notice of it. I wasn't in a mental state. I wasn't, I wasn't mentally prepared to do it properly. Let me put it that way. Uh, you know what? They were just garbage. <laughs> Hit them all at once. Any regrets, Stevie? Oh. Getting off that floor when I <laughs> fell over. I should have just let the darkness wash over me. It's so good. It's like, yeah, it's rubbish, isn't it? Sorry. And it's what I like about it. It's just so enjoyably like haphazard and completely unslick as well. It's it's TV and he's just completely subverting everything. Like, right, Stevie, what we'll do is we'll get some ratings set up for you. So we'll put them on screen on a caption and we'll run through it all a little bit later. And then he's just bemoaning the whole setup of the thing when, it's, when it comes to it. The modern trend as well is to have an opinion and then really stick with it as well on, on TV and talk spot. Whatever. Like you'll have like someone like Rory Jennings will still probably be on his YouTube saying, oh, Haaland's still no good. Or oh, the Chelsea simpleton. Whereas yes. Stevie, within 30 seconds of being challenged, he goes, yeah, you're right, it's bollocks. Coll- it collapses like a house of cards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked it. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, we've got uh, more fun stuff over on Propaganda Extra. Loads of Leeds clips as well that didn't make it into this show. Just people being dead happy. And a little bit more of our friend, this is football as well, who will just basically bask in the waters of his misery hmm. as well. And some good questions. Which questions should we uh, should we tease with now? Maybe maybe the top one, do you think? It's fun for you, is this? It is, yeah. Right into my uh, my wheelhouse, this. Yeah, who's in charge of the music after after Wigfield was apparently being blasted out of the, the Leeds dressing room? Oh, we'll, we'll get into, into all that over on Propaganda Extra. But in the meantime, thank you for joining us on this one. Watching, listening, we'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.